Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Yes, in our pre-production meeting, Brandon said he really could use the five seconds of silence before the God Talk Friday. So here it is. Five seconds of silence brought to you by Smarticle. Ooh, if you could only see Brandon, you should go to our TikTok channel. You would see that during those five seconds, he really took it all in. Hey, we got Talk Friday. First one of the year for you, Brandon. Yes, first one of the year. It is our first God Talk Friday. And it, this is sort of, Larry's not aware of this, but I, I talked with Pat Media, our producer. And uh, so we're going to surprise you on the air, Larry, that you don't know this, but today, and I think it's very, very fitting, is our oh. 500th show together. Oh, 500 shows we've done together on the Sparticle Podcast. It's pretty crazy to think that you and I have produced 500 distinct shows and posted them up for the world or no one to listen to. I'm proud of the work we've done. I feel like these God Talk Fridays are a, a perfect example. We've introduced Man Talk Mondays. I think that anything that we talk about that lends people to just have a moment of thinking about something differently is a good thing. And we've been doing that for 500 shows. And I've, I've gone back in it and listened to some of the early shows for editing purposes. And we've just come a long way. It's pretty cool. Hey, thank you for my Smarticle coffee mug. Yeah. In- recognition oh, of our family yeah, absolutely show. means a lot brandon absolutely absolutely you're lot. welcome larry all right well that's exciting news thank you for um sharing with me get down to business I feel like we should have some music in the background da, 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 da. Good friends at the Center for Action and Contemplation are going through a series called The Prophetic Path Summary. Today's edition is called A Full Prophet. As we draw this year's meditations from the prophetic path to a close, Richard Rohr reminds us of the loving heart of the prophets. We need the wisdom of a full prophet, one who can love and yet criticize, one who can speak their words of correction out of an experience of gratitude, not anger. We have to pray to God to teach us that. A prophet must hold on to the truth of their anger, especially as it is directed towards injustice. But the danger of anger is that when we let it control us, we're not a help anymore. That's why we have so many false prophets in America and in the world today. They're so angry. I want to sit there and say, I agree with you. That situation deserves anger. But you're not a good messenger because you're only making me more angry. You're only feeding your anger by letting it become your ego. So the fall is always a difficult time in the Olsen house because my wife goes back to school and they got three kids. It's just a chaotic. But this has been out of whack, cattywampus, crazy fall. And what I've learned really? is, yes, out of whack, oh, wow. cattywampus. I didn't and know that. I have this, I kind of have ADHD. I've got oh, a problem. Kind of? It's so, what I, and I always think the intent of what I'm feeling and saying is what matters. Mm. And what I've learned is I have to be very, precise these days the words i use and what i'm saying or nobody in my freaking house is going to listen to me nobody and i feel exactly what they're saying if you want to be a prophet you cannot let anger get the best of you because guess what no one's going to listen to you 
Uh, I think it's very true. I think that you have this personality trait that is you love to kind of kind of needle. It's your funny thing. It's like oh. it makes you happy. Uh, but when you're at, which is good and bad, obviously, but I think that you're very, very right. The times that I listen to you are when you are direct and you're to the point and you're saying, hey, listen, I need you to hear this. That's that's actually, it, it's sort of stopping. It's delineating from like, is he being serious or not? I could see that with your kids and your wife that, I mean, everybody, but right, everybody. everybody, right. But I'm saying specifically to your family in the fall, I could see that being really, really important for you. I think that is important for all of us. The part of this, and we've talked about Richard Rohr and this, you know, the center for action and contemplation ad infinitum on the show over our 500 shows. We've talked, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 times. It's definitely the more, the, the most we've talked about is the center for action and contemplation. And one of the things that is at the very core and mantra of what Richard Rohr is trying to do is get people to stop and think about what they're doing. So he says, you know, it's okay to be angry about injustice, but you have to be angry in a calm way, if that makes sense. You cannot just like start throwing hand grenades out there. It's okay to see injustice in the world and be like, that's wrong, but it is not okay to turn it into this this shouting match because then no one's going to listen. Well, otherwise, too, then everybody pigeonholes you as the crazy guy eating locust outside of the village and just lobbing in grenades. They can't take you serious. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do think there's room for some people. There of course are, there is. There are times where you need grenade throwers to yes. make things happen for sure. Yes. Because people need to be woken up. We talked about one of our upcoming shows. We're going to be talking about the FISA courts and the fact that it just sort of quietly got snuck by. Americans just don't pay attention to stuff. And this is an example of, it doesn't mean that if you were a person of peace, a person of faith, trying to do the best you can to follow God, that you are to just sit there quietly in a room and go, "Mm, mm." I mean, you do your five minutes of silence, which I really appreciate. It's always weird when I edit the show because I'm like, oh, what happened? Do we get, do we lose sound during that? And then I realize it's our time of silence. But for many people, including myself, that might be the only silence we get. So there is a room for silence. There also is room for action. And he's kind of saying, find the middle ground. How do you find the middle ground? You know, we talk a lot about Donald Trump on the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and one of the things we talk a lot about Donald Trump is like, how are people voting for him? Like, why would someone, if you're from Iowa, vote for an Ivy League educated guy who dad gave him money and has been giving bankrupt? Like, why would? Yeah. And I think this sums it up for me. People are angry in this country yeah. because they're being forgotten. And yeah. he mirrors their anger. And as Richard said in this thing, I just want to sit with them and be like, I agree with you. We are leaving people behind in our country. Obviously he's the wrong messenger, but 30% of a of a country are angry and need to be mirrored and say like, I agree with you. You yeah. have a right to be angry. It's kind of, I mean, not to get too, you know, social political out there, but if you think about where, a lot of the marginalized groups in this country were black people, people of color, women, mm. gays and lesbians, now transsexuals, that they were always on the margin. They never yeah. had a voice. They didn't get to speak. Women were yeah. told to be seen and not heard. And now that pendulum has swung the other way where you've got groups of people that are like, if you don't support our cause, we're going to dox you. We're going to go after you. We don't care what you have to say. And I think that that other group, that Trumpian group that you're talking about is living in the fear of, wait, what? What, why do I need a pronoun? Why do I need... They don't understand. And instead of that group on the left that was silent for so long, and yeah. I'm just saying on the left, 
but it's hard to be. It is. It is. It is absolutely hard to be because you, you get pissed when people have been stepping on your throat. Yeah. By the way, yeah. a lot of these Trumpian people were stepping and still would be stepping on the throat of those people yeah. if they could. So there is a really challenging nuance. He says something in here that I really, really liked. I think it's for me, it sums up my attempted faith. Why I like roar all this. He says, we've got to learn how to discern the spirit. We have to listen to our own hearts and discern where the voices are coming from. In other words, why do I believe what do I, what I believe? Why am I getting so angry about something? It's not wrong to get angry about injustice, but am I being angry because I'm scared? I'm afraid it's not going my way. As a white man in America today, yeah. it's a pretty scary time, especially as a white man of my age, where people do not want anything to do with you. You're about as popular as a turd in a punch bowl. I mm. mean, it is just mm. not. And so to go out there and be like, I, I feel like at times when you speak, like, oh, are you mansplaining? Or, oh, are you trying to tell me how to think? I'm like, no, I'm just having a conversation. But because I am a white man, and probably because culturally I've been told that white men are supposed to be heard. I have an expectation, but that's just not the case anymore. And so it's, so it's a challenge. That's all I'm saying. So for me to learn to discern when to be angry and not to be angry is a really important thing. The anger is not the important thing. It's the truth you're trying to say. Yeah. And people miss the truth if you're just spewing anger and it becomes your ego. Yeah. I freaking this, honestly, this reading changed the way I think about my entire family system. Really? Entire family. You mean, yes. You mean to just sit back and what, what did it ha- what, Give me an, uh, explain that. Unpack I mean, that. I've said before the the main thing that I have to work on in my life is slowing down my stream of conscious. My counselor said that to me. Yeah. You need to slow down your stream. You know, this thoughts are coming in, in your head, running yeah. around yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time, all day yeah. long. How do I slow those down? First of all, I have to slow those down. And then I have to slow the words that I use on the outside so that people can understand them. And I think that's what's a major problem. What's wrong with our country. We're all just spewing words and we're not slowing down to find out why we're really angry and calmly respond to the anger to the other side. Yeah. Well, one of the things it's interesting you say that cause I never really thought about it, but your, one of your great gifts is you're a great question asker. You, yeah. you really are a great question asker, Amen. You but you, you also sometimes when you get frustrated or angry and someone gives you your response and you think they don't get it or you don't yeah. agree with them, you get mad at them. You yeah. just like attack. And yep. Instead of being like, huh, I don't really agree with you. How can I, how can I impress upon you that I don't agree with you without making you feel lesser than or that you're mad or whatever? That's, that's a challenge. That's a real challenge. Just as a rebut to that, you're right. But someone, I, we, I recently went to this Enneagram class and you're an Enneagram 8. Eights need to be fully stood up to at a very high level of intensity and yeah. and be almost backed down. So this new refer, this vigor that I've been bringing to you is this study of Enneagram eights. Like you need it in your face or you won't hear it. Different than Enneagram ones and nines and everybody else. I would argue just between you, uh, you know, the two of us, I think there's nuance to that too. Because uh, yeah. I, I think that when you respect somebody, for me, it's not about being stood up to. It's about if I respect the person. If the person says it to me and I respect them, they could say it in the quietest voice possible. Yeah. And that, that to me is very powerful. Yeah. Way more powerful than if somebody just starts yelling at me. Cause I'm just like, F you pal, I will freaking take you out. But that's but not, who, that's not a healthy who, way either. What person ever responds to someone just out of the blue yelling at them? nobody does that. But yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that when you're in a relationship with people, 
it's like, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah. You've heard the same stuff over and over. And you're like, ah, whatever, dude. So we don't sometimes take the time to say, wait, is there, to parse what they're saying and say, is there a kernel of truth in there? I mean, usually there is. If we get really pissed off about something, it's usually because there's a kernel of truth in it, at least a little bit. So, you know, I, I appreciate that Roar continues to challenge me to say that there's more than one way. It's not black and white. That most of life is gray. You know, I, I'm going to humble brag, feel like I'm a pretty wise person. Like, I feel like I've got some wisdom. And one of the main reasons. That's that, a true humble brag. Yes. And one of the main reasons is because I sit alone and think through my thoughts a lot. But the on the opposite of the humble brag, I just so often can't communicate that wisdom in a way that people can understand. It's losing its giant effectiveness. So once again, I've, I've, I've had to come to Jesus about this. I would challenge you to listen to these prophets and say, I, I think that you yeah. have far more, if you cut back to the point where you're like, I'm going to listen to what you're saying and I'm going to calmly respond to it, it's yes. way more powerful. I, I could, that's the whole, that's the challenge for me. Yeah. In 2024, yeah. my New Year's resolution, we just talked, how can I speak wisdom in a calm, concise, clear manner? Well, for me, it's, can I stop talking enough to listen to other people is, is the real mm-hmm. challenge for me. That's my resolution. It's been my ongoing resolution for a while. I see it a lot in my wife. You talk about family. Like my wife just, or I can see her eyes glaze over, just tired. And I, I'm like, I have to be able to deliver a message in a shorter, more concise way, that wisdom in a shorter, concise way than just talking in circles. So we are always a work in progress, Larry. Okay. I feel like this was a nice tender moment that we just had oh. on God Talk Friday. Yeah. So I appreciate that. But I still want to reiterate, I'm going to stick my foot up your keister as much as humanly possible. <laughs> In 2024, because you know why? You deserve it. That's the okay. main reason. Is I will you accept deserve- that because as a prophet, Larry, I need to accept that the people are going to receive me in different ways. Brandon, thank you for listening to the truth today.